0: Greetings, listeners, domestic, international, and extraterrestrial. I am a very stuffy Dave Reed.
1: <laughs> and I'm Kristen Riley. And this is the Cast Files.
0: I am a nerd who has somehow never seen the X Files. And I watched it when it
1: originally aired. I do not remember this episode.
0: That's good. I would like it right now. Oh, <laughs> you've already purged it from your memory.
1: The Cast Files is a podcast where we watch and discuss every episode of the X Files, spoiler free.
0: Today we are discussing season two, episode seven, three, not episode seventy-three. No. Nope. The title of the episode is three.
1: The number three. Not
0: the word three. No. The number three. Yes. Not confusing whatsoever.
1: No, it's fine. Everything's fine.
0: It was written by Chris Rupenthal, Glenn Morgan, and James Wong. The three. The three. I didn't even put that together. (laughs) I was just thinking, that's too many people writing one episode. As we can tell. And yes, that's why it's all over the place. It's certainly not the fault of the director, David Nutter. It isn't. Who has now directed nine episodes.
1: (laughs) All right. IMDb says, while Agent Scully is still missing, Agent Mulder embarks upon an investigation involving vampires in Los Angeles subsequently becoming involved with a sultry female vampire who yearns to escape her life. Ooh. Which is not correct.
0: No, she likes doing bonds and stocks.
1: Things that aren't real, is what she said. And I was like, that's But blood is real. And she's also not a vampire.
0: If only she had been a vampire and then survived long enough to get into NFTs. She likes things that are not real.
1: It's true. So the cast, we have... Roger Alford as Garrett Lore. You may recognize him as the president in Stargate SG 1.
0: Makes sense. He looks like. I called him CEO.
1: He looks like president. Yeah, Pre- yeah.
0: president, CEO.
1: Justina Vale as the unholy spirit. She was also in Highlander.
0: Oh, she was also in four seconds of this episode. Yep.
1: Harry Reeves as Kristen. She was in Child's Play 3.
0: Huh. Yep. I recognize her now.
1: As I was watching this, I was like, I know her from something. But it wasn't enough for me to pay attention. Right. (laughs) Frank Military as The son. He is the executive producer of 140 episodes of NCIS Los Angeles. Good for him. Yep. Nice. Yeah. And Gustavo Moreno as The Father has a spotty IMDb. He's been in a couple of things from 1994 to 2009. All right. This is his page. Just a few things. So I don't know what else he's doing. He doesn't even have a picture.
0: He was in Underdogs Born to Lose. He was
1: the priest and Malvolio the magician. Excellent. All right. So we start off in Hollywood Hills, Los Angeles, California, 1241 a.m. It is night. We are... At the exterior of a nice house in Southern California, with helicopter views of forest fires, which is a running theme for living in the United States now.
0: It used to just be California had a fire season, and now it's like the entire West Coast. Yep. Good job, everybody.
1: An older man, Garrett Lohr, stands drinking a glass of red wine. He spills a drop on his white shirt. Foreshadowing.
0: Wow, that's deep.
1: He says, damn, as he goes inside his house.
0: I do every day.
1: <laughs> he also says, there's ash in the wine from the fires in Malibu Canyon. You can almost see from here. Guess you can almost see them from here?
0: Yeah, I guess. The fires.
1: Yeah. All right. He's having a nice night at his nice home with his nice wine.
0: Being all existential.
1: And then we find out that he sent his family away on vacation so that he could have an affair with an escort he met at a corporate party.
0: Yeah, but he doesn't usually do that.
1: Right, because normally he pretends that he has to work late or he goes on a business trip.
0: So technically true.
1: So I hope that he sent them someplace nice. Where do you think he sent them?
0: Uh, Over the hill into the fires.
1: (laughs) Oh, God. Wow. (laughs) Wow. All right, you can almost see them from here, burning my family.
0: <laughs> I've tied them up to that tree.
1: <laughs> they get in a hot tub. He's leaning back as she's kissing his forearm.
0: Yeah, that's hot.
1: Yes, I forgot to mention that this whole episode is very steamy. This is so sexy. At least I think it's supposed to be sexy. <laughs> <laughs> it,
0: it's their second attempt at a sexy episode, and what are these people like in their private lives?
1: I don't want to know.
0: It's rough.
1: Yeah, there is sex later. And when that started, I was like, oh, this is supposed to be sexy. (laughs) Oof. Oof. Uh, So anyway, as she's kissing his forearm, she bites it and then starts drinking his blood. He pushes her away just violently. (laughs) It's the most violent part of the entire episode.
0: Oh, I'd say there's one more. One part more violent (laughs) at the end. But Uh, she does that without fangs. Yeah. How much bite force would it take to bite through skin?
1: Also, that would hurt so bad. He doesn't... She's... They zoom in on her throat where she's like gulping his blood. But it would hurt so bad. Blunt force trauma (laughs) with your teeth. Yeah. Well, he pushes her away and some dude with an empty syringe and another dude join the hot tub party.
0: Yeah. So, now that we know the end of the episode... This is incongruous with the ending of the episode.
1: Yes, it is.
0: So I guess we're just going to go with oh, bad mistake.
1: Also, the silhouette of the woman at the beginning is not the same woman at the end.
0: Well, no, that's it's definitely Kristen in the hot tub. Okay. That's why it's so incongruous. Yes. Because the father and the son attack and then she doesn't know that they're in town or something.
1: Yeah, it Well, moving on. Yeah. The X-Files office is, oh, it has been shuttered, remember? Yeah. And the way that they close an office in the FBI building is by putting plastic tarps over everything.
0: Yeah, they don't use that space for anything else.
1: They didn't file anything away. They didn't move anything.
0: No, they just covered everything in plastic.
1: I feel like if you're just going to lock it away, you just can lock the door. But no, they bothered to put tarps on everything. Well,
0: so it doesn't get all dusty. For what? I don't know. I would use that space for something else if I'm shuttering a department.
1: A department of one one. room. One person. One person and one person to watch that one person. (laughs) 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 Well we see we can tell that it's the X-Files office for a couple of reasons and the main reason being that Mulder goes in there and changes the bikini calendar from May to November.
0: From Hammer Month to Saw Month. That's
1: right. He opens a filing cabinet, and then a folder, and removes the new X file marked Dana Scully 73317. He puts the file in the cabinet, then removes Scully's glasses and badge. Why is Scully an X file?
0: Doesn't make any sense. We know exactly who kidnapped her. I would think that the Bureau is assuming that she's been murdered and buried somewhere. Not kidnapped by aliens? <laughs> or the cigarette smoking organization? <laughs> Or whatever is impregnating her with an alien baby. Sigh.
1: He takes the gold cross necklace from inside the bag and puts the badge and glasses in a baggie and puts it in a filing cabinet and closes the drawer. So basically he's filing away Dana Scully, except her cross. Which he's going to wear.
0: Well, that's so sweet.
1: His phone rings. Next shot is in Los Angeles again. We see a shot of a plane dropping red powder fire retardant over Southern California. We're outside of Lore's house. It is a crime scene, and Detective Nettles is in charge.
0: How in the hell did Mulder get to L.A. so fast? I have no idea. They have to have some sort of teleportation device. Otherwise, insane.
1: I know, because this happened last night, so they would have found him maybe... They're
0: investigating it right
1: now. Yeah. (laughs) There's no, time doesn't mean anything. There is some agency rivalry stuff where the detective's like, this is L.A. We've seen a weird thing or two. And I'm like, you guys have done most of it. (laughs) He, the detective is kind of cagey about what's going on. And Mulder's like, I know exactly what this is. There's writing on the wall in blood. Yeah. And then the guy's like, what? How do you know?
0: Okay, you can have this case.
1: And I was a little surprised, or at least excited, that thinking that this was going to be a cult episode. Yeah, it sort s- of is. I know, and you're like, well, it, it probably will be kind of, but it wasn't the kind that I like.
0: No. There's no bears. No. Nope. There's no old people jumping off cliffs. Nope. There's no... Flowers. Fla- <laughs> giant flower dresses.
1: <laughs> none of it. So Mulder explains all the other murders. He's been waiting for three months to find these... Three. Three is just all over the place. He has also profiled them already. Oh, because he knows about them. Sorry. I was thinking on the plane. Yeah, because the they've,
0: they've done this. This is at least their third time doing this. Yeah. I think it is their third I time. I told doing you.
1: It, yeah. Three. Their need is insatiable, but murdering for blood risks exposure and capture. If my profile of the previous cases holds true, They've been living in the city and working near blood products for the past month. All right. So the killers are murdering three people in each segment, in each whatever. He describes who they are, and and the killers are the father, the son, and the unholy spirit. And they're killing fathers, sons, and people associated with New Age spiritual practices. So this rich dude was the father of the cycle, I guess.
0: Yeah, clearly. He's got three sons.
1: The cop doesn't trust FBI without a partner. Although he does say, in other circumstances, I would really love to have you on this case, but we can't provide resources to you. No, he
0: says he would love to have him on the case, but he can't give him anything. He's concerned about him not having a partner. He doesn't think Mulder can do it all alone. But! He doesn't know Fox Mulder.
1: And he doesn't know Mulder needs only one thing. A
0: phone book.
1: That's right. I looked up real-life vampire cult to see. I knew something had to come up. And I did find this. Roderick Justin Rod Farrell. Burrell? Burrell. Is an American murderer and cult leader. He was a member of a loose-knit gang of teenagers from Murray, Kentucky, known as the Vampire Clan. Wow. Burrell claimed to be a 500-year-old vampire named... Visago, a character he created for himself after becoming obsessed with the role-playing game.
0: Vampire the Masquerade.
1: Correct.
0: But he didn't have a clan? Nope. The just the vampire clan? This guy is a fucking poser.
1: Yep. Wikipedia hates women and moms because the next line is, It was his mother, Sandra Gibson, who first introduced this game to Rod. Yeah, that's fine. We introduce our kids to all kinds of games. <laughs> it was his mother, Sandra. Who first introduced him to Monopoly.
0: <laughs> I literally introduced that to you and Riley.
1: I know. It's such a... Uh, such a... Uh, fine. Fine. Anyway, in 1998, Pharrell pleaded guilty to the double slaying of Naomi Ruth Queen and Richard Windor from Eustis, Florida, becoming the youngest person in Florida on death row at the time. He was originally sentenced <laughs> to death, but Pharrell's penalty has since been reduced to life imprisonment. And I'm not going to include how he murdered these two... But it wasn't like trying to drink their blood.
0: Oh, what a terrible vampire.
1: So basically, the only reason that this is an air quotes vampire clan is because he said so.
0: Wow, nice. Okay.
1: So back to the X Files. Marty Mulder makes some phone calls.
0: I still find that funny.
1: He is crossing off phone numbers in the phone book with a red marker. Did you notice?
0: I did. It was blood red.
1: It was. And he finds, he finds, I don't even know what he was asking.
0: He was asking about new hires. Okay. And he got Frank the Night Watchman.
1: That's right. Okay. So he goes to the blood bank and pulls a molder by pulling his gun on an employee who's just doing his goddamn job.
0: It was egregious.
1: It was. And then Maxwell, the employee, drops the vials of blood
0: because- Light bulbs.
1: I thought it was light bulbs. It's light bulbs. Well, he drops stuff. And then there's blood later that gets spilled everywhere.
0: Yeah, uh, Frank slash John is sucking out of a blood bag.
1: Yeah, it's so stupid.
0: So if these guys aren't vampires, that would make you so sick.
1: And they're not vampires. Or they are unclear.
0: Yeah, the guy... uh, We'll get to it. Yeah.
1: Anyway, Mulder about shoots Maxwell. And then Maxwell apologizes for startling Mulder, the white cop with the, the gun and says, you know what, I'll just wait up here. So that's when the Night Watchman, who we will learn is John, the Sun, comes in and smashes a bunch of stuff. But Mulder gets him anyway. Gets his guy, he doesn't shoot him. He about shoots Maxwell.
0: Well, you know, there's a distinct difference between Maxwell and this guy. This guy's drinking blood out of a blood bag. That's so innocent. Ugh. And Maxwell was carrying a box of light bulbs?
1: Because... The, wild black? Yes, while black. Suspect. So now we go to the police interrogation room. John the Sun is screaming and writhing on the floor as Detective Nettles and Detective Munson watch him passively. And also me. I also watched him passively.
0: It was pretty... That's pretty... Uh, brutal. Pretty brutal.
1: Mulder comes in, puts a red filament over the light, and John sucks his own blood or something weird. He says Mulder's the only person he'll talk to, so the other guys are like, fine.
0: they they were done in there anyway (sighs) thank you for the excuse
1: yes Mulder says he and the other two he being John and the other two the father and the unholy spirit killed Garrett Lore, which the son denies because much like snakes and flies it's not murder (laughs) it's stupid it's a stupid scene the son believes he's not dead and never will be and cannot be seen in a mirror, which is why they smash all of the mirrors because Uh huh. if you can't see me in the mirror, smashing a mirror makes so much sense. I was rolling my eyes so hard at this point, if you can't tell with my voice. Why couldn't this be cool cult stuff?
0: I'm sorry. The son does say that he's going to be standing over Mulder's deathbed looking just as young. Yeah. And Mulder said, quips back, It's more likely that I'll be looking in your eyes as you go to the gas chamber. Well, if this guy's not really a vampire, he's not really mentally fit to stand trial. Right! Certainly not to get the death penalty.
1: But when has Mulder ever followed the rules? Yeah. He almost killed Maxwell for no reason.
0: Well, you know, he was startled.
1: That's right. He was scared. Later at dawn, Mulder is holding a roll of aluminum foil because it's silver, I guess?
0: I think that's what he was telling Going them to him? use the to cover the windows oh that's how i took it
1: all right well john the sun is also in the jail cell jail cell i hate those two words together I can't do <laughs> it jail cell with a long window the sunlight almost fills the room john the sun is cringing against the last remaining dark wall oh and so Mulder says some stuff and john says some stuff And then Mulder leaves and (laughs) Detective Munson says, what if he turns into a bat and flies out through the bars?
0: It's pretty good.
1: Which was pretty good. Mulder says, that man is clearly delusional. And I get the sense that not even he believes his claims. For now, we've got to play along with his beliefs. I'm hoping the sunlight will give him an excuse to talk. Which is a fine plan, but also you clearly can tell that he's delusional, so threatening him with the death penalty is probably what an FBI agent would do. Yeah. I do like this statement, though. He's clearly delusional, and I get the sense that not even he believes his claims. For now, we have to play along with his beliefs, which makes me wonder if Mulder is kind of talking about himself. Oh, wow. That's deep. Psychoanalyzing Mulder. Yeah.
0: And if you're delusional and you don't believe your claims, are you delusional? I don't know. I would think no.
1: I would think no also. Yeah but I guess it depends on if you don't believe your claims, but you believe something else. I guess it it depends on what else you believe. I don't know. So Detective Munson says, why don't you go back to your hotel and get some sleep? And Mulder, like the cool guy he is, says, I didn't check into a hotel room. I don't sleep anymore.
0: Did he get that surgery? He did. Okay.
1: Yes. It turned out well for everybody else.
0: He's got 24 years before it really catches up with him, though. Seems
1: like it. And I guess that's also alluding to the vampires not sleeping at night. I think they're trying to do some tricky stuff with, with these lines, and it's just, oh. it's, it's fine. Two hours later in the cell, the sun reaches John, the sun's feet. He begins screaming as smoke rises from his feet and tries to press as far against the wall as he can. The guard outside the cell yells, number four, right away! There's a bunch of screaming, and they open the door. Three guards, three. Ooh. Guards, wow. stand in the open doorway, and nobody does anything while this guy skin burns himself to death.
0: So if this guy is a human with a bad skin condition that makes him vulnerable to sunlight or whatever...
1: Stand in front of the sun.
0: Why does his feet start smoking when they're covered?
1: Because nobody is paying attention to whatever the story of this is supposed to be. <laughs> Each of the three guys who wrote this wrote different parts... And nobody edited it together.
0: One guy thinks they're real vampires, one guy thinks they're not. Yes. (laughs) Okay.
1: They never spoke about it. And there was no editor. So, John burns to death or something. A little bit later in the cell, we see the coroner, who is Dr. Browning, and Mulder looking at John's burned body. Do you want to be Mulder or Dr. Browning?
0: Uh, I'll be the doctor. Okay. And now for Cast Files Theater.
1: The guards found no flammable materials? I had believed that this man's illness was psychological.
0: There is a condition known as Gunther's disease. Congenital... Why did I become the doctor? Because you're a doctor. Congenital erythropoietic prophyria, creating cutaneous photosensitivity.
1: I'm familiar with prophyria. It's an affliction which causes lesions and blisters when skin is exposed to sunlight, not fourth-degree burns. Sufferers may have a deficiency, which can be supplemented by a small ingestion of blood. Not the kind of bloodthirst this man had. It's probably ignorance of poly... of porphyria. However, that word makes me want to say poly-something. Porphyria as a disease that led to the creation of vampire myths in Asia in the Middle Ages. I had dismissed the possibility of the actual existence of such a creature as myth.
0: Staring at you throughout your speech, you are really upsetting me on several levels. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. It's my job. That was Cast Files Theater.
1: So I looked up Gunther disease just to see if there was anything about the light sensitivity because you mentioned doing a quick look
0: at porphyria
1: and there was nothing. So, Gunther disease has this, this little bit. Exposure to long-wave ultraviolet light causes the affected skin to thicken and produce vesicles that are, pro- that are prone to rupture and infection. Ew. These secondary infections, along with bone resorption, can lead to disfigurement of the sun-exposed face and extremities.
0: Ew. Which... Sounds awful.
1: It does. It sounds really painful.
0: But not instant death.
1: No, it's not what happened to this guy, but man, yikes! Rough. Mulder spots an ink stamp, as though this guy was rocking out at a club on his time off.
0: Hell yeah! Now we go to Club Teppish. Boocha booch boocha booch boocha boocha. Actually, it's not boocha boocha. It's I kept trying to think of a fun different name for this band because it reminds me of a knockoff of My Life with the Thrill Kill Cult, but I couldn't think of anything clever, so your life with the thrill kill cult (laughs) what I'm going with
1: alright there's also vampire movies on the TV screens and Mulder is very out of place in his suit as usual he goes over to a woman who's sitting alone he sits down and asks something about how does she define normal and she says I don't define normal
0: he says normal is what I don't feel like yeah it's real sexy is it? Yeah,
1: okay. sure. Why not? She plays a cold read trick on Mulder, and he's done. He's down for the count. <laughs> she takes him to a couch, pricks her finger with a hypodermic needle, clean from the pack, so.
0: Good job there. Good on
1: her for hygiene. Then offers her bloody finger to Mulder, who gets out of it by saying,
0: AIDS? AIDS. <laughs> it's so jarring.
1: It is.
0: And I can't, in 2021 I have forgotten about the panic of the AIDS epidemic, but it was just sheer panic from everybody at the time. But I can't imagine this not being jarring in 1994 as well. Oh my
1: gosh. And then she replies, like a heartless beast, I wish I could die. Ugh. Yeah. Which is not the response to AIDS.
0: (laughs) It's no.
1: She goes to find some other man to lick her finger blood.
0: Uh, But they show a a pan of the father at the bar oh yeah biting into his own hand which makes me pause again and say what is the nutritional value of your own blood if you are a vampire that's already your blood that's like me eating my own arm it would work it would actually now that i think about it further snow piercer after i (laughs) after i made that connection of eating my own arm i guess it would work okay all right
1: okay Great. We go to um, 8426 Melrose Avenue, which is Raw Restaurant. Raw, 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 I have that song in my head since I did it the first time. Nice. Um, over the door is an eagle with a sun. Inside, Kristen, who is the vampire lady from the bar, is standing over the guy she met at the club. He has a line of blood on his chest like it was squirted from a ketchup bottle.
0: Or a raspberry sauce.
1: I guess so, yeah. Mulder is punched down the stairs by the guy from the club.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wow, you just skipped way ahead.
1: It was so funny.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, in in between that, Mulder is looking through the window and gets caught. And then tries to run inside. Yes. And then the guy knocks him out.
1: (laughs) He punches him down the stairs. Down the
0: stairs. And he says, hey, we're consenting adults, you leave us alone. And then Mulder goes, yeah, you're right.
1: Yep. <laughs>
0: and then just leaves. Or he just lays there the rest of the night. There's, a,
1: there's a lot of peeping Toms in sexual situations here.
0: Yeah, whatever, he, whatever Mulder decided, he decided not to follow up on the guy that he knows is about to get murdered. Yeah. And just He's like, that guy punched me, he deserves it.
1: Yep. So then the guy goes back inside looking for Kristen, saying it's his turn, but twist. She had the father, I'm assuming, puppy pile on him.
0: Well, I think we're supposed to believe by the end of the episode yeah. that she left as soon as Mulder caught them. Right. Because otherwise, yeah, uh, it's so messy. It what, is. Whatever.
1: So later at the same restaurant, which is now a crime scene, the guy is dead on the floor. Surprise. The murderers cut off the power and the phone. It fits their M.O. Okay. Right, sure. Everyone wears gloves, finally.
0: It only took two and a half seasons, nearly. And One and a half seasons, nearly. It
1: was the jarring AIDS conversation.
0: Now that AIDS has been acknowledged, yeah, we all have to wear gloves.
1: Mulder finds a broken compact and what I thought was a vial of blood, but then you were right. He didn't pick it up, so I don't know what it was. Something yeah, under no, the...
0: Yeah, no clue what, what that was.
1: They find purple underwear and raspberry sauce. And also the bite marks are human and made by three different people.
0: So they found a third.
1: Apparently. Mulder goes back to the police station. He's looking at the file on Kristen. It says Kristen Killer.
0: Ah, uh, huh.
1: But they pronounce it Killar.
0: Hmm. Which is
1: dumb. Uh, we have her current address. She is female, hair, blonde, eyes.
0: She's blonde?
1: What that is, or is that eyes blue? And they skipped hair.
0: Oh, ew, who knows?
1: I don't know. She's not blonde, she's brunette. Anyway, she's 5'8 and weighs 100 pounds, which is real skinny. Yeah, 5'8? Yeah.
0: Huh.
1: That's real skinny. Anyway, they also find two previous addresses in Portland and Memphis, which is where Mulder had said the other murders had happened. So, bum bum bum! Whoa. In case you didn't know, she's a suspect. Wow. Which is probably why there's a file on her. Yeah. But he does point. Muller looks at the files of the murders that were committed in each of those cities. And he says, the unholy spirit. And I said, why would she bother changing her home address every three months? That's a lot. It is. And like, you know how long it takes to catch up on all that paperwork?
0: (laughs) She gets a job real easy, though. Yeah. Every new place?
1: Immediate. Wow. Got market in
0: 1994. Quite different.
1: So they go to Kristen's house, which is a fucking mansion
0: pretty big that's why she keeps getting new jobs (laughs) they keep offering her a lot more money
1: muller and the team of police arrive the house is furnished for someone who moved in who moves every few months and it's
0: huge it is sparse
1: it's it is furnished though if you look there's like balances there's drapes there's all like the last things you usually put up but i guess if you're a vampire you have to put up drapes oh yeah Because the sun will kill you. (laughs) Detective, I put raspberry sauce on ice cream. Brings out vet needles. Because that's what he said back at the Raw restaurant. Yeah, I've been putting that on ice cream. Not bodies, I guess?
0: Not spilling it on the shelf.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Nothing about this episode is clear.
1: No. Uh, But yeah, so there are vet needles that are found in a box in her house. And Mulder discovers that the fridge is off. But there is blood bread fully baked in the oven. And he opens it with his gloved hands. And it is just... There's a pool. There's a pool of blood.
0: In the middle.
1: It's actually raspberries. It looked like there were actual raspberries in it. But it's supposed to be blood bread. Yeah. And he says, she's not. she's gone. She's not coming back. And then he hides it, his bloody gloves and, and the bread, from everybody. And they all leave except for Mulder.
0: It's so confusing Yes. as to why he's hiding evidence. How did he figure out, oh, she's not in on it?
1: He says something about in some sort of story. I can't remember if it's a myth or a...
0: Yeah, you bake the blood into the bread to protect yourself. Right. So I guess, oh, she's protecting herself. She must be okay. She must be a good guy.
1: You know you can be a bad guy and protect yourself. No, you can't. You can. No. Yeah. Okay. Also, where did she get all of that blood? Whose blood is it? (laughs) It's still a lot of blood.
0: It is. And she has all the needles and the snake bite kit thing to extract blood from people. Yeah. There's nothing in this scene that suggests that she's not one of the three that are killing all
1: these people. Nothing. Absolutely nothing.
0: But Mulder jumps to that conclusion.
1: Yes. And then later that night, at 2.15 a.m., Kristen comes to the house she takes her hair down and notices Mulder sitting in the foyer. His tie is gone. His shirt is partially unbuttoned. And apparently this is supposed to be a sexy scene.
0: It is so sexy.
1: It's so sexy I didn't write anything down, so go ahead. It's a very long scene.
0: She asks him. She holds up Scully's cross necklace and says, Are you trying to repel me? Ugh. I forget how he responds because it's not interesting. She None says, of it is. You'd better go get cleaned up and she has a men's razor for him to shave with but no mirrors but but no mirrors because i don't like the way i look
1: even though it's established that she is an attractive woman
0: Uh uh-huh and so she sexily shaves him
1: except immediately she cuts his face
0: but that's because she's a vampire and she has to see the blood
1: and she said something in oh down in the kitchen before he she tells him to go get cleaned up. She talks about her abusive childhood, oh, and wow. her abusive relationship, and how her abusive relationship as an adult got her into blood sport, which is part of part of the kink community, and not how that usually works. So Exiles is doing a terrible job with the kink community.
0: Oh, shocking!
1: Right. Because that's all about consent, not punching each other in the face.
0: Well, but the Jean-Claude Van Damme movie Bloodsport is all about punching each other in the face. I guess that's what she's talking about.
1: Oh, you know what? Maybe I was wrong.
0: Yep, I'm glad you can admit it. (laughs) (laughs) She wasn't talking about kink Bloodsport. She was talking about Jean-Claude Van Damme
1: Bloodsport. Okay, I don't know much about
0: that. Okay. So. I can't remember which one that was (laughs) so you also don't know much about it but in my mind it's the one with chinese hercules who's uh he's calling his shot i'm gonna beat you up with my elbow and my fist and then in the next one it's like my knee and my foot (laughs) and he's just calling him these are the weapons i'm gonna use on you (laughs) and then they do the they wrap their arms and forearms and rope and then dip them in honey and then glass and then punch each other that might be a completely different movie, but that's the only Jean Claude Van Damme movie besides Time Cop that I remember.
1: Well, that sounds more interesting than anything that happens in this episode. Yeah,
0: it is. It's so, cool.
1: So after all of that, because she couldn't, she couldn't be a bad girl without having abuse in her past, naturally. Natch. So that's when that's when they go upstairs and when,
0: bone.
1: Yes, when they started making out. I was genuinely shocked because none of this was sexy at all.
0: No, she was shaving him like she's never even shaved herself.
1: Yes. I was like, that's what? That's not how
0: you hold a razor. I
1: thought the same thing, and I don't shave my face. I don't shave your face.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We could try it if you want. It'd be all sexy. Yeah? Yeah. And
1: then... If I cut you, do I have to lick your blood? You got
0: to you got to put it on your finger first and then try it. And
1: then I hope no, this
0: doesn't make you happy.
1: If you did that, then I would just lick your face.
0: <laughs> well, with the shaving cream all over
1: it. It would be a bad move, but
0: sexier than
1: I would still be like, "You're stopping me?" Nope. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be sexy at all in any way.
0: So it'd be a lot like this scene.
1: Yes. Okay. And uh, we also need, if we're going to recreate this very unsexy scene, we need to get some real sweaty guy to stand outside our window.
0: Okay. Just have Riley do the erg. <laughs> get all sweaty.
1: <laughs> and then watch me lick shaving cream off your face. Perfect. Gross.
0: Also upsetting about this scene is my sweet baby boy was looking good with the stubble. And then he shaved. And I'm upset. He was looking rugged. He was looking handsome. Still needs to learn how to use product.
1: They blow-dried his hair to just... It was so styled, but poorly. It was styled wrong.
0: Like, I what? It wasn't like this last season, was it? No. Okay. No. I'm glad I'm not imagining that. It's
1: weird. So, they bone down. And then at 5.57... Fi, no. 5.47 a.m., Kristen is walking through the house. She has changed her shirt.
0: Yeah. She's going cash.
1: Yes. Suddenly, John grabs her and puts his hand over her mouth. She struggles. He is so sweaty.
0: This is the part where I think, maybe it's not worth it to be a vampire. Live forever, but have to be this sweaty all the time.
1: So sweet. She? Not sweaty. Her hair's not even a must. Nothing.
0: What if a priest blesses your sweat?
1: Write that down and put it in a movie. (laughs) That would be amazing.
0: Okay. Uh, Copyright, copyright, copyright. Wow. (laughs) That's mine now.
1: I am here for that. I want to see it. I want to see it so bad. I want to see it as bad as I want to see Santa Jaws. The movie I just discovered was a movie. All right. So he's, he's very sweaty. He's attacked her in her house. He says that he watched them have sex. I waited
0: until you finished. Yes. Ugh.
1: Then he threatens her life and tells her he loves her because... That's how you do. And then he tells her to kill Mulder. So here's a side question. What do you think John smells like right now? Remember, he burned to death. Yeah. And now his skin has come back, but he's still bloody. Did you notice he's bloody? He's in- got
0: like some scarring on the one side of his face. So he's not quite fully healed, I guess.
1: And when he was looking in the window, we had a time stamp of around 2 a.m. And now it's almost 6 a.m. So he's been this sweaty oh, for uh. at least four hours. And we know he burned to death. Or, yeah, his skin all burned off. And he's been standing outside, we assume, where there's fires everywhere. So there's smoke all over. What do you think he smells like?
0: Either delicious. <laughs> <laughs> or sweaty. Or BO. Either good smoked meats or BO.
1: Yeah, because I doubt he had any deodorant anywhere.
0: Why would he? He's not alive.
1: He is sweating like he's alive.
0: <laughs> I do uh.
1: So Kristen goes in to see Mulder, who's fully dressed and was sleeping in a chair. i not. It's usually not where you fall asleep after...
0: He's not a cuddler.
1: I he's like, all right, get off me, woman.
0: <laughs> this is your house, so you can keep the bed, but I'm going to go over here. Wow. He's like, Morris Day, I really like to sleep alone. You can the table by my database. I love you, but you got to go. Wow.
1: She looks like she's going to stab him, but instead stabs the father several times, who's been hiding in the shadows. Apparently both of them were watching.
0: Wow. This, yeah.
1: Which is, again... Fine if that's your kink and everybody is has consented.
0: But nobody has.
1: No, but nobody has in this case. So Kristen and Mulder run to the garage where they meet the new vampire replacement. She's Romanian. No. It doesn't last very long.
0: She's not the new one. She's the original
1: one. I got confused. Yeah, because it's confusing. <laughs> because in the first scene, it's Kristen.
0: Or at least, yeah, because it definitely is, right? It's
1: definitely not the Romanian.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. whatever. It's not worth it. Okay. (laughs) Debating too much.
1: So, okay. So, they they meet the third in the garage. She jumps on the hood of the car and then punches through the roof and grabs Mulder out of the car.
0: Like, so this lady really is a vampire because she's super strong.
1: Yeah. Wanted to see her for more than four seconds. Right. But then Kristen climbs over into the driver's seat and... Hits the gas and knocks the the unholy into a wooden peg that was on the wall, impaling her and killing her.
0: Just Right through the back of her head.
1: And she was the most interesting person in this whole episode. Yeah. Well, Kristen sends Mulder inside to retrieve her abusive ex, saying she won't leave without him. Which, we're like, what? None of this makes sense. Nope. And then we hear her pull out of the garage so she leaves Mulder
0: and you can faintly hear her saying
1: sucker yes so then Mulder runs after her and finds the car right down the hill
0: because she had doubled back
1: yes to pour gasoline all over the house
0: and you can faintly in the background hear her going
1: double sucker And as Mulder is standing by the bloody car because that's the car that hit the other vampire or person or whatever. Yeah.
0: That's when all of the nitroglycerin that she's been hiding in her walls catches fire.
1: Yes. The entire house explodes in the biggest explosion. But this is where we discover that she isn't a vampire, wasn't a vampire, is going to become a vampire or believes she will. She's not murdered anybody, and she says, well, I will murder myself, but then she murders John also, and she had just murdered that other lady in the garage, so she actually oh, yeah. had murdered somebody. Oh, yeah. Like, in just now? Just now. She had yeah. just murdered somebody, and forgotten? Wow. Harsh, man. But the whole place explodes. There's, Mulder is far enough away. I guess that's why she drove away, to get him out of the house.
0: I guess, yeah, I guess so. So dumb.
1: Later, there's a fireman who approaches Mulder, who's sitting on the grass nearby the burned-down house. The fireman's the my, fireman says, I'm sorry, we found four bodies, all dead. Mulder asks about the remains, and the fireman says, the fire was extremely hot. It's just ashes and bones. And that's when Mulder reaches into his collar and pulls out Scully's cross necklace and looks at it. He holds it tightly as he looks off into the distance.
0: you notice all the trees were gone, too? Yeah. So that explosion in the fire, like destroyed all the trees that were there previously oh, it's
1: so dumb. all of it's terrible
0: it was an absurd enough episode that you know I enjoy absurd things so I can't say that it's a good episode but I can say I was mildly entertained by it
1: you did like it the first time that we were watching it and um, I didn't like it either time
0: yeah it's so? really absurd so is there anybody worth shipping?
1: No, none of these people need to be in relationships. They all need to go to therapy.
0: <laughs> uh, I'm going to...
1: Mulder needs to think about his lifestyle, actually, because he's willing to have sex with a known murderer who then he's decided is not a murderer, who then we find out the next day is a murderer.
0: But she <laughs> hadn't murdered until after they had sex.
1: Well, she was there when they killed the guy in the beginning
0: what was she oh
1: shit and she killed the father so by the time
0: ah, uh, but he's a vampire so he was by the really time
1: dead. the son said you've never killed anybody she had killed two people but in the house
0: they were vampires and they can't be killed by somebody who's not a vampire
1: that is what he believes so or doesn't believe or
0: she believes too because she stabs the father and then she says he's not dead
1: right are they all delusional or are they like Mulder said and not and delusional but don't believe themselves?
0: Aye, aye.
1: So nobody. Oh, I was going to say Mulder needs to investigate why he's willing to sleep with a murderer and then not stay in the same bed but stay in the same room. Like, if he was just going to fuck all the way off, fine. But he didn't. He fell asleep in the chair. Yeah,
0: because he's going to protect her from, from the chair.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you. I was about to say from what?
0: that's not how i meant from the chair but i like your interpretation
1: (laughs) he doesn't protect her from anything else but that chair doesn't ever get a chance
0: doesn't get to her nope so he did a great job
1: (laughs) who are you shipping
0: uh i guess detective raspberry sauce and his partner
1: they might have some food play in their future.
0: Just to throw something out there.
1: Okay. You know what? He did seem interested in trying it. Yeah. So I hope his partner's receptive.
0: Me too. (laughs) Who are you shipping? Nobody. They all
1: need to go to therapy. Okay. Or they're dead. One or the other.
0: (laughs) How are you surviving?
1: Oh, man. I guess by not going home with anybody from the club.
0: I gotta say Club Tepish looked pretty awesome, though. I would have... Frequented that place in the nineties.
1: The music volume was great for conversations. Yeah, very respectful. <laughs> it was like a coffee house volume, <laughs> where it's just enough so that you're not overhearing everybody else's conversations, but it's low enough for you to not have to yell at the person that you're sitting next to. Even though in that those scenes, Mulder and Kristen were all up in each other's faces.
0: Yeah. I hope everybody because it was sexy. Or
1: Benaka. Remember Benaka? <laughs> yep. How are you surviving?
0: I am surviving by not being a believer because they need the blood of a Ah. believer, and I don't believe any of this shit. So I think I'm gonna be fine.
1: You know what? I like the idea of the blood of a believer instead of the blood of a virgin because that's so boring. And also, like, you could just go after children.
0: Yeah, children will believe anything too, though. All right.
1: are you saying children are dumb? Dumb babies. (laughs) All right, what have you been looking forward to this week or enjoying? Oh, man. I'm going to enjoy Santa Jaws. And what are you looking forward to?
0: Well, I've been converting one of my third edition D&D characters to fifth edition. And it's been fun because I have to homebrew a bunch of new stuff since he is a deity. Yep. And he is a deity because I roleplayed him into that. Like, I didn't give him that. I took this guy from first level to 23rd level.
1: That's pretty awesome.
0: And Godhood.
1: And Godhood.
0: Like role-playing.
1: It's a long time role-playing a character.
0: That's why I'm so attached to this character. I can
1: tell. I've been role-playing Millie for a couple of weeks, and I'm like, Millie's my favorite person in the whole world!
0: (laughs) Yeah. Ian was my favorite character I ever did until... I created Josefina for Vampire. Oh, yeah, that was good. But then we kind of abandoned Vampire, so back to Ian. Yep. But that's that's about it right now until I'm looking forward to this year ending. <laughs> that, that would be great. It will. Eventually.
1: Yes. A couple weeks after this episode drops.
0: Yeah, I, I can't remember when this episode's going to drop, so we might be getting real close. Yeah. That would be nice. Well, have a good uh, Christmas, everybody. We could do some math and see when this is going to drop, but let's just assume it's the Wednesday before Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody.
1: Isn't it next week?
0: No. Oh, it's not? No, it's actually the week before Christmas, though. Yeah. Like, the week before before.
1: Bad math with Dave!
0: Yay! Bye! The Cast Files is produced by Kristen Riley and Dave Reed. Edited by Dave Reed. You can find us on Twitter at CastFiles. You can find me on Twitter at Dave Reed. That's D-A-I-V-E-R-E-E-D. You can email us at TheCastFiles. That's the with two E's at gmail.com. If you could please go rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, give us five stars and tell us that we are doing phenomenal things, artistic, wonderful things. We are raising the bar on podcasting. We would love you forever for that. We have a T public store. You can go buy T-shirts and stuff there. Music by Hal Six. Logo by Atuka Art. That's O O K A A R T.